Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us again on Shock Your Potential, where all month long, you know, we are talking about our series, which is the magic of marketing, because wouldn't it be wonderful if it actually was just magical and we didn't have to do any work and we just had people showing up at our doors? Okay, we know that's not true. And as of course, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And my guest today, when I first read her bio, I was like, I don't know if we want her in this series, our leadership powerhouses that's going to come up in July. I think I could probably put her in every category that we have because her background is incredibly impressive. So Olivia Friedman uh, is a futurist. She's also recently worked on a congressional campaign in the 2020 election. And she has worked as a small business emergency rescue and repair expert, which I absolutely love. She was recently nominated by a former United Nations affiliate leader to meet with members of Congress in Washington, D.C. to discuss how uh, to discuss plans to use, utilize her skills, talents, gifts, and energy to serve humanity as a servant leader. Now, a couple other things about her background that I think are really phenomenal. She is a United States Navy veteran, a former hospital corpsman, corpsman, <laughs> she was in the military, <laughs> in the Navy. I can't read, some days I can't pronounce words, but she's also the author of the book, The Year of the Woman 2020 and Beyond, where she actually predicted female president or VP for 2020 as early as March. She's a highly proven and recommended trusted, credible businesswoman with elite business circles, without a doubt. And her background is going to be so intriguing for this question of marketing, especially when it comes to marketing yourself and keeping your business afloat during times of struggle and strife. So joining me today is Olivia. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for having me, Michael. Your background is absolutely impressive, but I know that behind the background, there's always stories too, you know, that we get where we are and you definitely have incredible things just on paper, but I think the story that we tell is always much better. So a little bit in your own words, tell us a little bit about you, you know, your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Well, you know, uh, Michael, I'm, I'm glad that you asked me to just give a simple story. Um, to sum up my life, I have always felt as if my life was not my own, meaning uh, I've always been called upon to help um, you know, people in some sort of way when I was younger. Uh, a lot of people just, they can't really accept the fact that I, I grew up in the poorest slums of Chicago. I mean, it doesn't get any more poor than that, but I had this way about me that I just knew I didn't belong there. I knew that there was something greater and something better out there for me. And I seemed to, you know, it's like a knowing that I had ever since a little girl, my first business uh, at eight years old, a candy shop and selling snow cones. Uh, I just knew that there was something in me that was not of my own. It was for everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I went throughout life and I learned as much as I could. And I seemed to 
uh, sort of latch on to business sense and legal sense. Uh, there were a lot of immigrants in my community in Chicago, where I was born and grew up, uh, that didn't understand a lot about the legal system and things that they needed to do to become naturalized. And so that was my initial start uh, with that aspect of, well, you know, just helping people in general. And then the candy store, you know, was the business side. And you imagine eight years old, well, of course it was in my dad's name. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, you know, pretty much, you know, sums it up. But now what has happened is all the different areas that I was interested in learning about, uh, it allowed me to have this vast array of wisdom. And then as I got older, I started to realize, well, you know, uh, I'm, what do you call it, jack of all trades and master of none. And I, I didn't really like that label. Um, and I gave that to myself to remind myself, you've got to start to narrow it down here. You start, you know, age starts to come on, you know, who are you and what do you do? What do you stand for? And they see you, what do they think of? So now it's uh, technology, business and marketing, uh, because marketing seems to be the niche that I've always had to help people with either selling themselves or businesses. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, you know, every story that you just told, you know, from, you know, interacting with people in your own community uh, in Chicago and helping them find their path, um, you know, to, to asking the question of yourself really does come down to a core marketing objective. And, the, you know, that's part of the theme this month is although a lot of um, my guests so far, we've been talking about ways to market your business. At the end of the day, that's important, but you still have to market yourself. So even if you have a business or not, you're just in your professional career, that question, what do you stand for, is if you know the answer to it and you can make sure that you're presenting that to the world, then you have a greater chance to actually have those be the, you know, the words that are described about you when you're not in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I know that when, before we started taping, you talked about, you know, kind of your passion right now, especially with so many businesses that have been really hard hit by the pandemic and, you know, that you're working with them to help find, you know, their new path or to, like you said, pivot, you know, it's kind of our, our, our word. I, I don't mind the word pivot. There's other people that, you know, say, oh, that has a negative connotation. I feel like pivot is kind of like doing a pirouette, you know, you have to have all the balance in order to do the turn. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so when you work with your clients, what, what kind of things are they facing? What are you helping them with? Well, you know, uh, a lot of the businesses, I'll give you uh, an example of uh, Mr. Ruiz. Mr. Ruiz has a Chicago style hot dog, Chicago style, right? So mm. we knew where we got, I was going to be able to help him out. <laughs> he has a Chicago style hot dog shop uh, that he would normally bring out in summer and everyone comes out. Now we have COVID. Right. So, you know, he was wise enough to call me in advance so that we would have time to figure out what sort of pivot, you know, would he be able to, you know, make that's going to keep him in play. Everybody likes hot dogs. We like hot dogs all year round, but especially in summer, right? Yeah. So what I suggested to him was, you know, find out what other business owners are doing and how they're coping and how you all can work together. So the theme for 2020 uh, from about June to December and then 2021 is what I've been trying to communicate to everyone is that collaboration is that you will not, unless you're some sort of genius and so let me know who you are. If you manage to get through this pivot all by yourself, mm. I, I'm not seeing it happen. Uh, it's all about collaboration. So what I did for uh, Mr. Ruiz is I looked at some of the problems. Like what is the biggest problem? What keeps you up at night? 
what what causes you to not sleep to where you sit up you know at the edge of the bed and you're like how am i gonna get through this so he's talked about costs you know expenses and so i asked him well you know how expensive you know is it to make a hot dog you know these are the chicago style hot dog I'm like exactly so he broke it down for me and what we found was the peppers uh, and the carrots that those were you would think it's the the buns or the hot dogs themselves. The hot dog. uh, but it's the specialty item it's the uh like pickled carrots you know and the uh, peppers so what we ended up doing okay you're gonna love this and i i hope that your audience loves this as well uh, a lot of people say oh that you're touched by god we know this is divine things happening and because you're in business you just don't want to talk about it but who comes up with things like that? So what we did is we, I talked about, I says, well, can you get some sort of relish? Are the people really going to notice if it's not a pepper? Then you can explain to them that, you know, you've made a few changes and have them come in for a sampling day, mm -hmm. you know, have one person at a time in the store and, you know, they're going to draw a line. He drew a line <laughs> and people were waiting to try out this new relish you know uh on the hot dogs long story short not only was the relish a hit and they completely forgot about the peppers because it was a hot relish <laughs> what we're working on now is him bottling this up to sell oh, the relish. Yeah. oh wow so, so so he made it a, a homemade relish because i was thinking you know another yes. part of collaboration could be finding somebody who you know had a relish business and and said we don't know what to do because nobody's buying right. relish right <laughs> Exactly. And when he tried that, there was one little problem. No one had the other element, the carrots. Mm -hmm. And so that's where he started experimenting. He said, well, how hard is it to make my own relish and to make it hot? And I says, yeah, so you're going to start saving your juice from the peppers that you have remaining, right? Mm -hmm. You keep it refrigerated. You know how often, you know, you know, the medical aspect of, because remember I was a hospital foreman, we have to make sure nobody gets sick. Now I'm thinking right. food department angle, <laughs> county right. hall, right? Um, but it worked out very, very well. And um, he's doing really good with that. And the only other pivot that I think is really, really hot right now is the hotels. Mm -hmm. I have pitched uh, four or five different hotel chains uh, because as a business person, yes, I love having that backdrop. Who doesn't love having a backdrop of a skyscraper? I mean, being in the skyscraper, come on, we love those suites. And so what I'm doing is working with them on pivoting to have daytime office hours uh, in their rooms, as opposed to having, you know, just be a bedroom, take the bed out and convert that to an office. Even you can put tables in there, like, you know, made to order executive offices yeah. in the hotel room. So those are the the two things that are most memorable for me right now. That is that is brilliant. Um, as you started talking, I was like, oh wait, I totally know what where she's going with this. That's a really really great idea, because then you already have people in in self contained areas. There's only one probably person per <clears throat> per room. Then you have turnover. You're also not washing sheets. So you save on those. So, you know, the amount of cleaning and interact, you know, at disinfecting between it would be vastly different. Wow, that's a really good idea. There's a lot of empty hotel rooms right now. Yes, there are. And only one little glitch that we came up with. Um, and I thought about it after I, after I left the meeting. Now I'm, I'm normally a lot sharper than this. Uh, COVID is just, you know, it's pulling us in so many different directions. You can get the concept down, but then you start looking at what's going to be the issue. Mm -hmm. So then you think of, I says, you know what? 
call everybody back on the line. And with the one hotel, we got on the line and I said, you know what's missing? So what if they decide that they want to stay the night? So what you're really doing is every other room, one is a bedroom, one is an office, one is a bedroom, you know, a bedroom suite, one is an office. And so you can unlock that door. Yeah. And they can either transition over or pay for both. Uh-huh. And I, I really think it's going to be a hit. Oh, I think that's a really good idea. Well, and just think about how, uh, you know, at certain points during, uh, you know, lockdown all over the world that people were going, you know, to beautiful locations to stay for a month or more, because then they could still be out in the sunshine or, you know, whatever. So people are, you know, have been creative because they're getting tired of working from their home offices. Those of us who've done it for a long time, you're just (laughs) like, it's another day in the office. I love it. So when, um, you know, when you think about all these, these, uh, you know, these people with different challenging, you know, situations, and you're trying to help them embrace it, are they always really open? Or sometimes do they go, wait a minute? No, I don't think that's going to work. Or that's way too, too crazy for me, or I don't know. I'm so glad you asked me that question, Michael, because it's, it's a really good question, because I, I receive pushback almost every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, influence, you know, everyone knowing who you are and what you've done, you know, all that is great, but it, 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 it's not worth its weight in gold <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, you have to think of a business owner. This is their baby. Uh, they birthed this. They started it. They know it better than you. You know what I mean? This is what I have to remember. This is what I tell myself mm-hmm. when I walk into uh, a business. And so what I typically do is I ask them, tell me more about your business. You know, you have to come in like they're in charge. Mm -hmm. You're an outsider at that point. Uh, Nobody cares how influential you are. You know, what you've done for other businesses, they wanna know what can you do for my business? It's all about them. Um, And so you ask them a little bit more about the business, you know, find out what, you know, the initial spark was that, you know, caused them to start it. Because what I find uh, to be interesting, Michael, uh, to be perfectly honest, a lot of people push back and a lot of times because they've lost that spark. Yeah, I see that a lot. Um, that initial spark that was there when they started their business, it's just not there anymore. You know, so many trials and tribulations and then they get to a certain point and then COVID hits. So right. you can only imagine, but there's usually a lot of pushback. And so, you know, I do give a disclaimer though. Here's what disarms people. Now, normally you give a disclaimer that says that if things don't turn out as well, you know, just know that I did my best and we're going to get you some improvement. But my disclaimer is totally different. 911forbusiness.com, right? Yeah. Here's what we're talking about. When I come into your business, I'm going to let you know what I know is going to work. Now, I know that sounds overly confident and that's where people are like, it has to be something divine. How do you know, like, you know, like, you know, and it always works. It's just <laughs> impossible. Like, how is this happening? And so what I'm doing is I'm also building their confidence. And guess what? At the end of the day, if I run into those little hurdles, I've got to jump those hurdles. I've got to jump. I have to make it happen. And so once you give them the big disclaimer, your business growth may be greater than usual. Mm -hmm. They freeze. You know, when you talk about how you can solve the problem and it's going to be better than you're expecting, people just freeze. They're like, can you put that in writing? I'm like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> then I'm in the door. Yeah. there. You and go. then they're watching every move. But typically, uh, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. It's not a pretty thing. 
I will rip a business up one side down the other. I know that sounds kind of raw and rough, but sometimes that's what it needs. That's my gift. I can see what's wrong with that business. It's a question, you know, a matter of whether they're going to let me in to help them implement those changes and bring them, get them to the next level or not. Yep, I agree. And I, I know, you know, as you were talking about, sometimes they've lost the spark. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just a lot of fear. You know, when you were talking about, you know, asking your clients, what keeps you up at night? And, and sometimes those fears can be so overwhelming that they're just doesn't, you're afraid that not that maybe not that it's not going to work, but that, that there's so much momentum that can be lost when you're in a fear mode um, so that it becomes harder to take the first step, even if you think that maybe it's going to work. Right. You know, that first step is always, is always the toughest for, for anyone that, you know, especially, but especially if they're under a great deal of duress. Mm-hmm. You know, stress, stress and fear, you know, there's this thing about fear and what is it called? Is it false evidence uh, appearing real? Is that yes. Yes, what the, the phrase is? That, I think that is the perfect phrase. It's perfect because that's exactly what's happening. You know, let's be honest, Michael, a lot of the things that we worry about that could happen never do and probably were never going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's one of the things that I realized for myself maybe about 10, 15 years ago, and I'm, I'm realizing it all over again, like every week. Uh, because anytime you get ready to do something new, um, you know, of course, you're going to have a little bit of apprehension because you start thinking about all these other things. What I'm working on with people is building their confidence level and yeah. not in a false sense. I mean, it's a matter of let's, you know, let's throw those things out of the way that you're really worried about. And let's look at what we have and how we can move forward. And we'll cross those bridges when we get there. You know, there's certain systems uh, and programs that you can set, you know, and methods and models that you can put into place that you follow that are going to allow you to, to, you know, have the checks and balances, allow you to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. So when you've done these things, then you get what? You get a snapshot of what you're getting ready to do. But then what I always tell people is that the rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason. Oh, yeah. And it's smaller than, you know, your broad view of your business. So, you know, that's how you bring the spark back. A lot of people say, well, geez, you're more excited about my business than I am. And I says, you know, that's my job. That's what I do. (laughs) And hopefully I can get you that excited as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's the goal. Uh, Because that, like I said in the beginning, you know, that is their baby and they want to know that you understand that. So I literally become a chameleon. And I think that's one of the things that's a little different about me. I take on their business as if it's my own. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, 
paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. So we are back with Olivia Friedman and we are talking about a number of things. I'll tell you, I've written, a, I, I usually as we're talking and I'm interviewing, I come up with the title, you know, your show title. And so far, I think I've found four of them. So <laughs> that means we're really covering a lot of, lot of good ground. And so this, this month, uh, the theme is called the magic of marketing. And I've had a lot of fun with this because, you know, I think a lot of business owners, um, or business managers want marketing or maybe even hope that marketing will be some magical solution to a problem. But we know that it's not. Marketing takes concerted effort. There's processes, there's you know work that needs to be done. It just doesn't happen by magic overnight. So I've asked each of my guests to share some top tips to really help people keep focused on how to make their marketing the most effective possible. So what are your thoughts on the subject? You know, uh, Michael, to make it most effective, uh, I've written some recent articles um, in Forbes and, you know, to make it more effective, you have to understand your audience. That's the first thing. You have to understand who they are, what they need and what they need from your company in particular. Um, you have to also find out what some of their fears and concerns are. Uh, and you have to pretty much address your customers' needs uh, a lot of people have been asking, you know, startups, for example, because I'm on a few advisory boards as well. Um, they ask, you know, how do I set my price? For example, everything goes back to uh, your customer. What value are you bringing? So the main thing I think it's important in marketing is that you make sure you have the right message. Mm -hmm. You have the right message uh, that's going to be effective and properly received by your your audience by your target demographic. I think that's very key. Um, and the other thing to making it more effective um, is just to realize that nowadays there's so much competition, like everyone's online now. Yep. So how do you set yourself apart from the other companies that may be doing something that you're doing? Well, to be perfectly honest, um, a lot of people are going to flock to you because they like you. So this is back to the, you know, what marketing really is. Are you really selling yourself first? and then your business. Mm -hmm. So typically if people like you or your representatives, they're gonna come to you anyways. So what about the other people? You have to add more value. In your message, you have to focus on the value and then you have to add more, whether they're uh, perks, uh, loyalty programs. And here's something, uh, don't you hate it when you're new with an entity and they give you all these deals on the way in, but then you build, I'm not like yesterday's jam. I've been with you 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's try to, you know, add a little something extra in for the people that have been what I call your authentically loyal right. clients. 
they've been with you for a while. The other thing I want to mention is that, um, you know, a, a lot of people are, you know, they, they say that they know their customers. I just want to say this. 20% of your customers are keeping your business afloat. Absolutely. It's about, you know, that 80, 20 rule. Yep. It, it's real. It's very real. I check it every year and it changes. Yeah. Um, so to make your marketing more effective, believe it or not, you may have to have different categories mm -hmm. of marketing for your different groups of clients. Your different, you know, you have to break them up. You have your top 20%. You know, you're, you're really pitching different messages. And I, I know that everyone talks about, oh, you want to have the similar slogan. So, you know, it's consistent and so on in your logo and, and your colors, you know, your branding. I, I get that. And while all that is important, what a lot of people are missing is all these other, and I don't want to sound like I'm just about the money, but at the end of the day, it really does come down to your bottom line. Absolutely. Um, so what we're missing is pots of money. Yeah. We're missing taking care of our clients the way that they want to be taken care of, the way they want to be looked after, you know, by their business owner. They're loyal to your brand. Take care of your people, you know, mm. take care of your people on the, the work front, you know, your employees, your, your staff, your contractors, take care of your customers. When you do that, you can't lose because, yeah. and the other thing is, is with marketing to make it more effective, ask your clients what you're doing good and what you suck at. <laughs> I know it's going to suck, but you know, and some of it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, someone told me once, and I don't know if you may, you may want to edit this out, <laughs> but someone said, you know, before you, before you get ready to read those, just, you know, head to the bar, <laughs> make sure you got at least one beer down before, because, you know, and make it anonymous. Yeah. Make it totally, they're going to tell you, Yeah. man, you really suck at this. And we really wish you would do this instead of that. Like that. We love you. But geez, that's really getting on our nerves. Or we, you know, that really mm -hmm. bothers us. This this would make me move. I return to the client. Like if you do this like one more time, yeah. and so it it could be rough, but it's going to help you in the end. Well, and if you get the honest truth, then you know, yes, it may be tough to hear, but boy, that's the best best news that you can have. Absolutely. And I was just I had a random thought to you when you're talking about loyalty and perks. Is you know, especially during COVID. It's amazing to me, um, you know, I, I was doing, there were a couple things uh, like business tools that we decided not to use anymore because we were evaluating what, what made the best sense and what was the most cost of effective given, yes. you know, the ROI of the tool. Mm -hmm. And um, a couple of them, you know, we'd used for quite a while. So when I canceled them, it was really interesting to immediately get the opportunity to stay for a vastly reduced amount of money. Yes. Like, Yes. From, you know, $100 to $19, you know, a, a month kind of thing. And I'm like, yes. so if you could operate on that margin, uh, why? I mean, it wasn't like, we'll keep you here for six months or whatever mm -hmm. while you, you know, get through the pandemic or whatever. And it really annoyed me. I think probably mm -hmm. about the third thing that I did. I'm like, so yes. why are you will? I mean, I understand you don't want to lose a customer. I get that. Right. But if your margins allow you to do that, <clears throat> In the first why, place. Why were you charging me what you were before? <laughs> Absolutely. So that's what uh, I've noticed a lot of businesses have been doing, but they've been doing it for their loyal customers. They flipped it. Mm -hmm. So that's the perfect example. Um, I've, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I do it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to do is send them a message. They're not sending me a survey. 
you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm leaving. What offer do you have me now? Mm. Well, maybe I don't want that one. What offer do you have for me now? And it's wrong. I believe it's, it's, I don't want to say it's unethical, but it, it, it's kind of borderline mm -hmm. because my thing is, is, you know, give people an option, let them know that this is what it would really cost for us to retain you as a customer. This is all you need. Yeah. Right. If you need these features, you know, it's going to cost you a little bit more because it costs us a little bit more, but we'll work with you. You know, right. this is what we need in business right now. So uh, that's, I, I have to, we have to give that a little bit more weight than a random thought mm -hmm. <laughs> because it carries a lot of weight, uh, what, you, what you've mentioned and, and, and everybody's doing it. Well, almost everybody, my clients are um, because they, they're starting to understand. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we, we don't like it when anybody does that to us. Why are we doing it to other people exactly? Yeah. So let's not, you know, let, let's break the mold. Well, let's think one, outside the box. One, uh, one company that, uh, that I can't even remember which one it was, but probably about three months into the pandemic, proactively sent me an email and said, we understand that you may be going through tough times in your business. If you are, if you are concerned about um, our monthly fee or whatever, please reach out to us. We will work, work with you. And that had a huge impact on me because I thought, you know, that that's not waiting you know, nervously to see whether or not your clients start to fall off. That was going right to the source. And I'll tell you what, that, <clears throat> that was one I, I know that I didn't cancel. <laughs> exactly. And you know what, Michael, that's the divide that's being created. When people get back on their feet, do you think they're not going to remember what companies didn't help them out? Right, right. Very exactly. serious business. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me as I'm choking to death. Well, I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now because they can't wait to work with you, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, if they could just go and Google me, just type in Forbes, comma, space, Olivia Friedman, spelled Friedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, and they can find information there. And the same name, Olivia Friedman, is just best to Google. There's a lot out there. Very good. Excellent. Well, before we go, Olivia, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I do. Um, if you feel like you've lost that spark, the initial spark that you had that caused you to start your business. I know there's a lot of work that went into it. I know there's a lot of time that's gone by, but if you find yourself coming into your business, flipping on the lights, sitting down, you know, at the computer or at your desk and sort of, you know, the humdrum and then you leave at the end of the day and you turn the light off and close the door and block it. You know, if you find that this is where you are in your business, um, you can also look me up on truesuccesscoaching.com. Uh, and I, you know, I will work with you toward that end of bringing the spark back. Um, and then of course, uh, Michael has tons of resources, you know, with the people that she has on the show. If someone resonates with you, it doesn't have to be me. Contact Michael and ask her how to get in contact with those people. If, you know, obviously you're going to have their information at the end of the podcast, but um, just reach out to someone, mm. just someone that resonates with you and help you get that spark back that you had, because you're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. If you don't see the answer, reach out to someone who may. Uh, so that we can move forward so that you can survive this. We're going to get through this. We're very resilient uh, as Americans. We're going to make it. I agree. I love it. Olivia, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your talents with us. It has been a pleasure to have you as a guest. Thank you so much, Michael.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.